like, oh, gee, why is my mic so loud when I'm adjusting the volume? Because you're not adjusting the volume, bitch. You're adjusting the headphone volumes, you fucking, fucking ginger. That's... I really shouldn't talk to myself that way. Ginger's a fine. Yeah, you talk shit like that? Yeah, I look at myself in the mirror. Soulless bitch. (laughs) You don't have a soul. I say to myself. (laughs) Look at you. Look at your skin with your freckles. Who do you think you are? (laughs) You think you're Addie LaRue? (laughs) That's what I say to myself. Oh, man. Uh... Addie LaRue, holy shit. Well, um, we're recording now. Yes. We spent, Paris and I just spent <laughs> like a half hour venting about our lives. And um, so if you're struggling out there, wherever you are, you're not alone, friend. You're not crazy. Um, these times are really hard. And you know what? As long as y'all motherfuckers keep going out there, keep ordering Starbucks, keep going to the fucking mall, keep eating out every weekend, multiple times a week. As long as that shit keeps happening, it's going to continue to be hard. So you better fucking buckle up because I swear to God, when Biden gets in office and y'all are still out here playing, it's about to be shut the fuck down. Okay? And then we're all going to get to depressive Viral together because we won't be able to leave our house because they'll declare martial law on our asses. Oh my right? god, I hope so. <laughs> Bring on the real apocalypse. That's what I want. I Let's want, fucking have it. I want it, you know? I dare y'all white folks to go out and protest the mask mandate. I fucking dare you. Do it again. See what happens. We- We'll just laugh at you, and, and we'll watch you on an all-gas, no-breaks video. And then from the comfort of my own couch, I will laugh at your stupid ass. I dare you, bitch. I dare you. So that's all I have to say about that, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers, you don't need seven venti TikTok frappuccinos, you asshole. That's not an essential good. I, re- I refuse. It's not an essential no. good. Nah. It's not like you're coming in for some canned beans, some rice, some bread, eggs. No, we don't have that at Starbucks. You don't need seven venti TikTok frappuccinos. Also, Karen. I like how just before the pandemic, we were like, straws are bad. No more straws. <laughs> Oceans are dying. That's the cause. The turtles. The turtles. Like, they can't breathe. Fucking cut up. Cut up the rings from your your soda cans. Fucking reusable everything. The moment the pandemic hit, they're like, fuck reusable. Humans are more important than the environment. Spitting on turtles. We hate turtles. Go and die. We hate turtles. We love single-use plastics. Like my God, I love plastic bags. (laughs) I fucking hate turtles. American consumerism is at an all-time high right now, it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Um, so, this is not a I fucking just found drill, out, guys. I just found out, like, two days ago at work, that I have been making an error at Starbucks for, like, the over the year that I've worked there. I've been recycling the um, non-dairy milk cartons. You know, like, when you buy a box of almond milk, it comes mm-hmm. in 
like a box, right? Yeah. So I've been recycling those. I just found out they're not recyclable. And I was like, what? They're made of paper. And guess the inside of them has like this, like not metal. It's like this shiny silver lining. Like aluminum? Yeah. And that is not recyclable. Oh, so sick. I was like, fucking cool. That's awesome. So what that means is like all of those boxes that I recycled that like got mixed in with the recycling can't be recycled. And do people actually take the time to pick them out? Or do they just see that in there and they're like, oh, this whole batch is a no-go because there's non-recyclable items in here. So well, I'm going to toss it out. Let me, um, let me break your heart a little bit. Um, here in the great state of Arizona, or at least in my county, Maricopa County, which encompasses Phoenix, Mesa, Tempe, Scottsdale, and all you know surrounding major cities, um, they do not recycle here. So... Wow. We have, we have a recycling bin and we have a trash bin and I put recyclables in the recycle and the trash in the trash. And um, there is a valet trash service where you can set your cans outside of your door in the evenings between like 7 and 8 p.m. And um, they will take them and throw them all in the dumpster. <laughs> Fuck, are you kidding me? Everything kidding goes in the dumpster. And, like, in 2019, I want to say, I was listening to NPR, China used to buy a shit ton of our recycling, mm-hmm. or our recyclables. They don't do that no more. Yeah. They don't do that shit. Like, America doesn't really recycle. Like, recycling is a myth at this point. Unless it's, like, in the States, like, a private, like, recycling plant. Yeah. Which, like, how many of those are there? Like... I'm sure there's probably some in Oregon because Oregon is like very, very green and we really push the reduce, reuse, recycle um, thing. So that's like why I'm so prone to recycling. It feels like a sin not to recycle. Right, of course. Because why the fuck wouldn't you not recycle? Um, Yeah, that was the same thing when I was living in Wyoming. The state just doesn't have it. They just don't have recycling in Wyoming because it costs too much to ship it out of the state to have it recycled. So everything just goes into the trash. Because <laughs> uh, we're in Wyoming and we <sighs> cannot see the ocean. So I do not believe you when you say that there is a big trash island. I've never seen it because I've never seen the ocean. So that you're a big fat liar. Fake news. Fake, fake news. Damn. I've also learned recently that renewable energy, like um, solar, wind specifically, um, are <laughs> are worse for the environment than we thought. <laughs> because solar panels, in order to like make up enough energy, they need to cover ground, right? They're, like they need to take up space, and so like the act of clearing the land that solar panels take up like creates it like an intense environmental impact like it like clears the land in the way that like you know you would logging or clearing way for you know uh, residential or commercial space like you are just clearing land just so you can plant metal screens and they have a shelf life um, solar panels only last like seven years or something like that and there's no like no one figured out how to recycle them. So they just all go into a landfill and then they get replaced with other ones that will then go into a landfill after that. Wow. And then wind, awesome. like windmills, like they kill a 
shit ton of birds. And like they found that like some bird species are, species are going like are endangered and like at risk of going extinct. Because they fly through the windmills. Because they yeah they fly through the windmills. And I noticed oh when my I was God. I was driving through Palm Springs, and I think some of them are oil stains for sure. But if you look closely, you can see like the blood marks on the windmills from like birds oh getting God. whacked. And oh my god. Like the the environmental impact of both solar and wind like on animals and environments like things like that and then just like the trash that those items themselves create. Yeah. Like yeah. is far like is is not it's not like uh worth it I guess for the amount of energy that they produce. Nuclear energy, however, surprisingly enough, the amount of trash, like waste created by a nuclear, like uh, something like, um, it was like 50 or 25 years of like waste is compiled into like one 10 by five cylinder. Like, like the trash from like 25 years of nuclear energy or something like that is like mm -hmm. just shoved into one capsule and then like stored in the building. Wow. And they not, make a not shit ton of energy. Planted in the ground and making new mountains out of literal garbage? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So wow. I was like, wow. So all of the times where I've been like, solar, wind, renewable. It's like actually nuclear power plants are way more effective and like have way less like carbon emissions and like all this shit. So what have we learned today, children? Um, if you have a can or a bottle that you want to recycle you should just shove it up your ass because <laughs> there's nowhere to recycle it and um stop fucking investing your money in renewable energy because apparently all it does is kill birds so fuck me and all of my beliefs you just rocked my world fallon i'm sorry there is a ted talk called um why renewables will not save our planet or something like that. That and, is so um, sad. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. But that he, makes me so, so upset. The speaker, the speaker is someone who was an ad, is an advocate for, like, an environment. He's, like, an environmental studies guy. Like, that's his thing. Yeah. And so he was advocating for um, renewable energy in the way that we thought. But when he researched it, he found, like, the effects on the environment far outweighed yeah the amount, like the benefits of the energy that we were getting, it just wasn't efficient enough. And so he was like, okay, so nuclear is a much better option. So it's more of like an informative thing. I'll send it to you and I'll probably editing Fallon might come in and correct some of the things that I said. Um, <laughs> but That's fine. Um, I also hope that you didn't think that what I just said uh, was like rude. I just, <laughs> no. I kind of said it sarcastically, but you really did just rock my world because I did not know that at all. Um, I didn't either. That's insane. I did not either. And I did not take offense. No, it's, it's yeah. mind blowing because it goes against everything that like we've been taught or everything that like we've thought is the right thing to do. Like, yeah. it's like, then what the fuck do we do? <laughs> well, this book, that we're going to talk about today takes place it like mainly the like present story is in 2014 and I was just thinking about Addie LaRue and like while I was reading this book how she would fare during like the coronavirus how she would live in 2020 like how I just 
because she's seen some shit, you know. She's she's lived yeah. for a while, but like, because obviously she can't get sick. So does she does she choose to wear a mask to like blend in with the crowds, or does she just like not wear one and then walk by people and they're like, hey, put your fucking mask on, and then they walk by and forget that she was ever there. So like, it doesn't <sighs> really even matter if she has one on or not because she can't transmit anything and she can't get anything. That's I don't know why point. this was like such a big thing I was thinking about. Well, well, be, I know why. Because I'm living during a fucking pandemic. That's why. <laughs> Just. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We we laugh to keep from weeping. Um, that's true. But that's yeah. just what I was thinking about while reading this novel. Yeah, I don't blame you, dude. I actually was surprised I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it at all. Um, yeah, I wonder. I feel like Addie would wear a mask. Um, yeah. Just like, just to, Out of you courtesy. Know. Yeah, exactly. Just be like, it's all good, dude. Because I feel like, uh, you know, the, the no mask policies or the mask policies for, you know, restaurants and things like that. Sure. Um, but she might have difficulty acquiring a mask, although she could just shoplift. Easy. Yeah, she easy, just easy, pull easy. one. Yeah. Just, just pull one. Just Off someone's one. face, really. She wanted to. <laughs> just they run away. remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so the book that we're talking about today, Fallon, what is it? It is the... Sorry. <laughs> I, was... I was reading the little... Um... I was reading the uh, Did you like forget? New York Times. Did you no, come I didn't into forget. contact I'm, I'm, with Patty LaRue? Who? <laughs> you forgot? <laughs> no, I was reading the little New York Times bestselling. I was going to. Um... Anyway, okay. <clears throat> we are reading The Invisible Life of Eddie LaRue. 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 By New York Times bestselling, number one new bestselling New York Times author, V.E. Schwab. <laughs> that is the official title. Um. Don't you dare fucking call her anything else. <laughs> House of Earth and Blood. Thank you. <laughs> v. E. Schwab. This is my v. first Schwab. V. E. Schwab book. Have you ever read of V. E. Schwab? No, ma'am. No, I saw this on Instagram. I saw a lot of people booping and bopping about it. I saw a lot of hype around this book and um, some, some really beautiful praise for it. And the cover looked cool. And I read the um, back flap which was france 1714 in a moment of desperation a young woman makes a okay faustian i think it's faustian f-a-u-s-t-i-a-n faustian sounds right a young woman makes a faustian bargain to live forever (gasps) hyphen and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets thus begins May I? I'm sorry. May I interject? Yeah. Yes, it is Faustian because it's referencing Doctor Faustus, um, which is written by Christian Marlowe, which I think we talked about um, last Damn, week. That's a. It's like an old classic um, story where Doctor Faustus, like, I fucking read it like a couple years ago. Does he become the devil or he makes a deal? He makes a deal with the devil. He's got, oh, he wants all of the knowledge. He wants to know everything. So he, like, sells his soul or makes a deal with the devil or something so that he, he knows gets it all. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So that's why it's a Faustian, because it's, like, referencing Dr. Faustus. You're so smart, Paris. You know so much. <laughs> I don't know You're if so that well was the read. best, like, best um, 
recalling of Dr. Faustus, I don't think, but but thank I mean, you. Thank you nonetheless. Yeah, it was really good. Basically, this bitch, let's see, thus begins the extraordinary life of Addie LaRue and a dazzling adventure that will play out across centuries and continents, across history and art as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world. But everything changes when, after nearly 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man in a hidden bookstore. And he remembers her name. And um, so I was like, ooh, that sounds right up our alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's it. But no, I'm not familiar with the author. I ain't never heard of her before in my whole life. <laughs> I have. I've never read one of her books, but I've heard about her before because I used to be subscribed to this um, book, uh, like, they, sh- they ship you books every month. It's called Owl Crate. I absolutely adore Owl Crate. It's so cool. You get books that have um, unique covers, and they're always signed by the author, and then you get these, like, cute little pins, and they send you merch, like little mugs that have, um, like, cartoons of the characters in there. And just, like, a lot of fun little art things that are very niche and have to do with, like, book references. And it's fun when you've, like, read the book or watched the anime um, for like the item that they send you, it's really cool. Anywho, the this girl... episode is not sponsored by Owl Crate, by the way. <laughs> but Owl Crate, if you want to sponsor us, please do. Oh we'll my clean god, clean up our language a little bit if that's what you require. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. please, Owl Crate. I thought it'd be so cool. I I think that they started in Portland, if I'm correct. I may right. Be I think you were but... saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I was subscribed to this this book box. Um. But the girl who started the company, she, I was listening to like an Instagram live video that she was doing and she was talking about how she really likes V.E. Schwab's writing and that some of her books are like her favorite books. And so I've heard of this author before and I was so pleasantly surprised. I really liked this book. I think it's fantasy time. Is it? It's fantasy time. Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome and weebs will take you to Yeah, dude, this book is, first off, beautiful. Like, yes. a couple, like, the first page in, I was like, is this a long-form poem, question mark? This is, it's some of the most elegant, um, just, like, sweeping writing that mm. I've ever indulged in. It felt like it was, it was beautiful. So, so many similes, so many yes. similes, and I was not <laughs> bored of them. You know, I was like, wow, there's a simile on every goddamn page. V.E. She can't she could resist the simile, <laughs> but um, I really didn't mind. So I, I thought that was like I noticed, but I didn't mind. I didn't bother me that there were similes. They served the story. I don't know why I really got caught up on the simile, but I did. No, there are a lot of them, but I agree. <gasps> I didn't get bored of them either. I thought they were really fun. It was, this book is so descriptive, um, and mm-hmm. it really, like, paints a picture in your mind. It's very easy to see what's happening in this book because the writing is 
Excellent. Reading this book was like coming up for a breath of fresh air after the book that I read earlier this week. I talked about it on the last podcast. I told you I was going to read Dark Fever by Karen Marie Moaning. Moaning? Probably Moaning. moaning. It's um, Moaning, but you can say Moaning if you want to. This book. <laughs> this book. That Okay, not, not this book that we're talking about. That book, Dark Fever. It's probably the worst book I've ever read in my entire life. Um, That's a scathing review, Paris. Scathing. Absolutely. I wouldn't wipe my ass with this book. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I don't care if Karen Marie Moaning comes after me because this is a piece of trash. The... I, do, I will give her credit. The story is really fun, which is why I picked up the book because I was so excited to read the story. But her writing is just awful. She's it, trash, or her editor is awful. I don't know. But can I just may I just give an example of what I was reading versus what I just read? I I would like nothing more. All right. Okay. Here is a quote from Dark Fever by Karen Marie Moaning. I love to eat. Fortunately, it doesn't show. I'm healthy through the bust and bottom, but slim through the waist and thighs. I've got good metabolism, though mom says, ha, wait until you're 30, then 40, then 50. Dad says more to love. And then it goes on and says, I adore my parents. But there's a thing as TMI, too much information. So that is the level of writing that I was reading earlier in the week. And then here is a quote from um, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Mm -hmm. The church in town isn't new and neither is God, but Adeline has come to think of him that way thanks to Estelle, who says the greatest danger in change is letting the new replace the old. Estelle, who belongs to everyone and no one and herself. Estelle, who grew like a tree at the heart of the village by the river and has certainly never been young, who sprang up from the ground itself with gnarled hands and woody skin and roots deep enough to tap into her own hidden well. So, don't fucking read Dark Fever by Karen Marie Moaning. That's that's what I have to say. Unless um, you want to feel good about yourself. <laughs> unless you want to feel good about your own writing, your own smut that you're working on. Um, Karen Marie. Damn. Girl, great idea for a story, but, like, come on. Try a little bit harder, please. Fuck. Thank you. <laughs> Karen's and getting fire called your up. editor. <laughs> I hope Karen, like, I hope Karen, like, listens to this podcast and is like, well, I wouldn't wipe my ass with your podcast. Because, <laughs> like, you know what, Karen? Karen, if you, listen, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> so, really, this is a positive thing, I think, that someone hates your book. That means it's really a statement. <laughs> yeah, it really made me feel something. Good work, Karen. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Yeah, um, I that's got it's got to be even starker of a difference than it was for me for than it or I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be a, a pretty stark difference um, after reading um, 
dark fever going into this book because like I just I just flipped to a random page this is chapter I don't even know what chapter this is um, but it's uh, the first line of the chapter is freedom is a pair of trousers and a button coat like wow yeah With so much in, in such a small sentence every sentence is impactful yes. and efficient and just like bloated with meaning, but not to the point where you feel overwhelmed. It was a pleasantly easy read as well. Like this person is a truly gifted writer. Absolutely. Um, it was a joy to read this book. Um, but one of my first thoughts was, I was like, I got it. I was like reading, it was my first night reading it. Also, I have, um, I, I, I will not be able to re uh, relate pages, page numbers back to you. Because when I checked out this book from the library, I got the large print. And I thought large print meant just like a bigger sized book. Mm -hmm. Maybe like instead of, you know, paperback, um, <laughs> hardcover. But this okay. is actually a book for um, legally blind people. This font, it's like size 14 font. Man size 15 16 i don't know the words are big this book is 800 pages long i was gonna say how thick is it my book is 800 pages long because the words are so goddamn big wow how Fallon, you can say yours? that you've read an 800 page novel that's well, really impressive that. dude i said that after i read fucking um uh wings and ruin okay <laughs> Um, my book, let's see, my book was 444 pages long. The font okay. is about the same size as the font is in, like, Sarah J. Moss's books in, okay, like, yeah. Court of Wings and Ruin. It's pretty small, but you can still read it. Yeah. It's, like, a little bit smaller than 12 times New Roman. It's probably, yeah. like, 11.7 or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't yeah, know fonts. She's a chonky gal. She's a chonky gal. <laughs> it's a big um, book. It's a big book, and it's um, it sprawls through like centuries. Like it's a it's a big story. Yeah, but, it's but beautifully it, written. Yeah, and you jump back and forth, like the the jumping around, um, kind of in the way that if you listen to our podcast a lot, you'll notice that like you like I will start <laughs> from the beginning and go all the way to the end of a goddamn story and you're like jesus christ you do not have to sit and you know start from year one of addy's journey and then trek all the way through the 300 and you know 300 years or whatever that she mm -mm. um lives you start in one place you jump to another you jump back you jump forward jump back jump forward and so um and then it all culminates into you know yeah. the, the climax of the book and so what's so really beautiful smart. The way yeah. that she handled time. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think it's really smart. It's so well thought out because the stories that, she, like, we're living in the present 2014, okay? And we're, like, getting these flashbacks of Addie's life and we're, like, learning about her story through time and what's happening in the present is, like, kind of paralleled with what's happening in the past, mm -hmm. which is just so gripping and beautiful and I really I just like had trouble putting this book down because the story was so engaging I loved it it was such a rich yummy read yeah I um my first when I first started reading it I like got up to pee 
And I was like, why do I feel weird? And I was like, oh, this book is kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my first thought. And so maybe, maybe it's forgivable because, like, we are in this, like, sad space right now mm-hmm. in our real lives. But I was worried that you would be depressed reading this book. Or yeah. because there was, like, like you know, there, there are a lot of, like, themes on, like, feminism and patriarchal themes and, like, um, sex and, like, taking sexual advantage of someone. And just, yeah. like, there were all this stuff in set that I know that we've talked about not only in, like, our previous podcast, but also, like, you and I and our, our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was worried that this book that you wouldn't like it because it was like a bummer like I I enjoyed reading it but it was not like a joyful exhilarating read it was a beautiful and rewarding read Mm -hmm. but I still felt like bummed about it still like it was a happy ending but it was still like had like this melancholy feel to it which I think was the whole point was because like the bits of like I think the theme of the book is like joy is worth the sorrow of life mm-hmm. um but i was like fuck dude <laughs> this is not a distraction book i don't think no <laughs> no i yeah i agree there are some like very specific things in this book that could be trigger warnings or like triggers for people mm-hmm. and there isn't really a trigger warning at the beginning um there yeah there's some very like heavy themes of like um taking sexually like sexual advantage of people and um substance abuse and there is a lot of stuff in this book that is like can seem so depressing and daunting and sad Mm -hmm. and like doesn't really make you feel ooey gooey when you read it but the story like the writing itself I think is what just like pushes you through because yeah. It is so beautifully written, and you do care about the characters, and, um, and like, you kind of grieve, like, along with Addie as the story progresses, because you, like, learn yeah. about her life, and you go through those experiences with her. So, I, I can totally see why you think that I would, like, have a hard time getting through this book, but I, I think I, um... The way that it was written wasn't so, um, like, I, I referenced Outlander last week, and I talked about that scene where, like, Jamie takes advantage of Claire and says, oh, it's because I'm your husband, and, like, you have to have sex with me whenever I want. That scene is, like, hard to read because you're experiencing it, like, as Claire in the moment, and you can, like feel your heart beating along with it and you are reading her thoughts and it it feels like you're experiencing that this book is written in third person so Mm. it's not exactly the same but also it's not as like it doesn't feel as graphic because the writing is so good does that make sense yeah no that's totally true yeah and like with tv like often unless the director is um God, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, uh, no, what's the fucking word? Uh, unless the yeah, unless the director is like when you're watching TV, unless the director is uh, not discreet, 
but um, like more nuanced in the way that they're portraying something like sexual assault or something you know lining in the realm of sexual assault usually I feel like the urge is to just be explicit you know there's like no nuance to it it's like this is a horrible thing that's happening and because you the viewer are subjugated to this like you will experience it by watching it explicitly and that is that but when there's like more nuance in this type of reading like there's metaphor and simile so it's not just like he did this to me in this specific way and it made me feel like this and like you don't have to watch it in that mm -hmm. sense like it skates around it and the meaning gets across and you still feel bad mm -hmm. but it's not just like this visceral exposure that i think warrants like a trigger warning you yeah know? yeah you're I not agree. being plunged into it it's like yeah it, it's like dancing ar around it while still addressing it so i, I know you because, mean but because because v schwab, schwab is so intelligent and she can write really well that's why i yeah. think yeah, everything you said is like 100% correct because of the caliber of the writing. If um, fucking Karen Marie Moaning tried to write that scene, it would have been traumatizing as hell. Perhaps, yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'm yeah, shitting yeah, so yeah. much on Karen Marie. No, it's okay. I mean... God damn. It's all right. I, I shit on Armin Trout. And people <laughs> love Armin Trout. I know that Armin Trout people if we ever get exposure are gonna come at me <sighs> i'm sorry man i just i don't understand how people well, are like <laughs> poppy is the best heroin ever and hawk is such a hottie oh, yeah well like, that's where's what, the substance that's what happened to me with this story i was in the barnes and noble uh brady and i went there to go pick up some books and while we were there i was like maybe i'll get myself a treat and I like typed into my phone paranormal romance because that's what I want. And this book, The Dark Fever came up and it had great reviews. It was like four out of five on Goodreads. Are you kidding me? They gave the, that book a four out of five on Goodreads? Yeah. No, yeah. unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I... <laughs> So should 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 I do a brief summary of this book? So I was just gonna ask you. I was just gonna ask you if you think we should because this book did just come out this year, twenty twenty. So like, um, so I maybe give the spoiler it, warning and then the. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'll go into summary. a full. I don't think I'll even explain the ending and unless like we need to talk about it, talk about it. Like yeah. I, I think we'll. I'll do like a general summary like or, or um a, a summary of the premise i guess and then spoiler alert um and then we go into you and i discussing what happened in the book okay kind of like our first episode of a court of thorns and roses sweet okay all right so this book the invisible life of addie larue focuses on addie or i said adeline yeah Okay, Adeline. Adeline LaRue. She is born, she is in, lives in France in, uh, is it Vion? I think it's Vion. It's oh, well, you know I'm an illiterate bitch who pronounces <laughs> all of the letters I shouldn't, and I said villain. Just kidding. I did not say villain. Villain. I said villain. Villain. But, but I think you're right. It's probably like Vion. 
Vion. I, Vion. That's how I said it, but I could be fucking wrong. I've only done a week of French Duolingo, you know, so <laughs> je suis un garçon, you know what I mean? That's all I know. I think that is, you are a boy. I don't know, though. Um, je suis je un m'appelle gar- Paris. Ooh, uh, oui. No, no, that's not right. Parlez-vous français, do you speak French? No. No. No, French. <laughs> <laughs> No, and French then un, un café au lait, por favor. No, por favor is fucking Spanish. Uh, what is it? How do you say Merci it, please? Merci, thank you. Please is... Merci, thank you. No, and yeah. then please, uh, s'il vous plaît, I think. S'il vous plaît. Wow, we are not French speakers, just to clarify. If you were wondering, <laughs> we don't speak French. Je um, suis une femme. <laughs> you I are do a know lady. the word. <laughs> I know how to say merde. <laughs> you know what merde is? That's fuck, right? Shit. Shit. It's shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Merde. Yeah. Où je suis, merde. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Oui. What is it uh, when you have a threesome? What's it called in French? Oh, 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 uh, oh, 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 fuck. It's a. We went streaking the, in the park, skinny dipping after dark, then had a menage a trois. Menage. <laughs> <laughs> Last Friday night. No- Friday night, my Last Friday night. <laughs> I used to really love that song. I yeah, to, I mean, like, it was really a dig bop. The, like wild saxophone. Oh yeah. fuck yeah! What oh, a what yeah. a banger! That music video is really fun too. I'll put that on our playlist for when <laughs> we go on our trip to to Philly. Oh yes, <laughs> that would be wonderful. Yeah, I love that. Shit. Okay, so this book, <laughs> this book. Uh, the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue uh, takes place in, it starts off in Vion, France. I don't know if that's a real place or not. I'm sure it is. It probably is. I'll look it up. Um, and uh, in 1714, Addie, or Adeline LaRue, is, um, I think she's 16 at the time that it starts. I think she's 16. And It she is a real is, place, by the way. Uh, we. Oui. Wee wee, does it look like you imagined it to look? Uh, this is just a picture of a brown dirt field. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, sounds <laughs> accurate. But I'm not surprised that this is a real place because everywhere else in the book is a real place too. So yeah, I don't know why I doubted it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let me. It takes place in in real ass Vion. 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 France. Uh, in 1714, she is a teenager, Addie, and she is like, listen, I got, I got aspirations. I want to go out there and see the world and shit. And her mom is like, no, <laughs> you are going to be a wife one day. Don't worry. All of that anxious uh, ambition is going to wear out of you once you pop out a few chitlins, okay? And she's like, ooh, I don't think so, mom. Addie's best friend is an elder woman in the village, Estelle, right? Estelle. Estelle. And Estelle is like this kind of like spiritual uh, homesteader lady. She is like the auntie that everybody wants in France who is like, you can do whatever you want, girl, as long as you like, you know, give God's gifts. When she you teaches Addie about the old gods. We, yeah, That's because my they're dabbling in Catholicism. Yes, at the, around this time they're like, "Ooh, 
Mm, Catholic God. Uh, I like it. Yeah, Ooh, the one like... God instead of a bunch. Uh. I love monotheism. Uh. So yeah. hot. <laughs> it's really hot right now. Monotheism super hot right now. Oh, my God. Super hot right now. It's going to get even hotter. Don't you worry. In God we trust. Am I right, ladies? Uh. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So Addie lives with her parents. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Addie lives with her parents, her strict kind of asshole mom, and her cool artist woodworking dad. And one day, her papa, every year he goes to um, the town, the big city, to go sell his wares. And this year, Addie gets to come along with. And in doing so, she is just enraptured by all the people. Isn't and she like nine? Things. At this point, she's really young. Oh, is she younger? Yeah, because when she grows older, when she turns 12, her mother won't let her go anymore. So I think she's like nine at this point. Oh, I th- oh okay. All right. Well, she's a little kid. She's a kid. She's a child. <laughs> she's a child. Um, she goes and uh, her father buys her. He gives her some, some coins. And she he's gets her like, coins. She gets coins. <laughs> and he's like, go buy whatever you want. She's like, cool. So she buys a journal. She buys a notebook. And he's like, all right. And then he buys her some charcoal. And then she learns how to draw. She teaches herself how to draw. She's an artiste. She's an artiste in the way that her father is an artist with wood. She is an artist with charcoal and... <laughs> and pepper. Pepper. <laughs> and so Addie is, like, living her best life. She is drawing every day. She is, like, getting so good at drawing that she's drawn everything in her village a thousand times, and she needs more things to draw. And every year she looks forward to her trip with her father to the city to go sell his shit. And one year her mom's like, no, bitch, you're too old. It's time to get your head out of the clouds and start doing domestic work like a good girl. And she's like, no. Um, and her mom, like, beats the shit out of her. Not really. She smacks no. her face, but, like, still, it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her mom, like, was like, ungrateful little shit. And Addie's like, oh, fuck. She's like, you will be a wife. Uh, you will be a wife one day, just like me. I want you to be miserable like me. She's like, Addie's like, I want to draw. Her mom's like, anyone can cook. <laughs> anyone can be a wife. Including you, Adeline. Which you will, Adeline. <laughs> and so Addie starts to grow up. She starts getting uh, tingly urges uh, in the coochie area. And so she starts drawing this companion in her notebooks. This this man. Who is hot. Like, who is hot as fuck. She draws him. She's got like... Tall, dark, handsome, dark, curly hair, green it's eyes. Green, beautiful, and green, she, leafy, green eyes. Yeah, she's like fine as fuck. She's like, I don't know who you are, but I want to know you. And so she like kind of manifests this this man in her dreams. And so you know she like fondles herself at night and is like, tell me stories. And he's like, all right, you know this piggy <laughs> went to market. Mm, you know all that shit. <laughs> Um, and then the boys in town, but the boys in town, they start eyeballing Addie. And she's like, listen, yo, y'all gotta, like, court Isabel over there, because Isabel is a fucking normie. I'm not the one, okay? And for the most part, Addie's able to avoid 
marriage proposals, which yeah. is a blessing for her. And she's like, but my time is running out. I am, I'm a little scared. I don't know why I do. And then this gentleman comes along. What the fuck was his name? Kevin? Uh, something like that. I'm going to call him Kevin because that's pretty much what his name was. Kevin rolls up. Kevin is Addie's a widower. 23 at this point. Addie's 23 now. Kevin's wifey died. He left him. She left him with like two kids. And he's like, help. I need a wife because I couldn't possibly be a, be a single parent. He's like, and I need a woman. These are to children. Take care of my children. <laughs> a woman clearly has to deal with this. I don't oh. know how. I am a man. Cannot take care of these children. No, absolutely not. That's not man's work. <laughs> and Addie's mom is like, this is your chance, child. This is your chance to finally be a normal fucking person and have some goddamn babies and do the shit that everyone else is doing. And Addie's like, I literally would rather fucking die. So Addie starts to freak the fuck out. And Estelle had told her that if Addie wants to ask for miracles, she has to give up some shit. So Addie starts, like, offering up all of her favorite stuff to the gods. She's like, take my favorite pencil. Take my fucking, take this, take that. And the gods are not responding to her. And her wedding day is approaching. She cannot avoid it at this point. And so on her wedding day, she's like, I am really fucked. She has, like, one trinket left. It's her father's ring that he carved her a long time ago. And she's like, oh, fuck, yo. They're, like, kind of herding her out to, like, I don't know, the chapel or whatever the fuck. She's in her wedding dress. And she's like, this is a bad thing. <laughs> uh, so she is like, hey, wait, hold on. I got to go uh, do something r- real quick in the, the, the house. I'll be BRB, guys. Don't worry about it. And she fucking books it for the woods. And she... <laughs> She, she busts into the woods. She pulls a total company moment, and she's like, don't tell Paul, but I'm not getting married today. And she, like, runs exactly. into the woods. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. She was like, bye, bitch. And so she rolls up into the woods, and she's like, listen, motherfuckers. I need some help. <laughs> and so she uh, is, she's ready. She's offering up this last trinket. However. The sun is cresting over the hill. The sun is cresting. That bitch is cresting. She well, is it crested? Wait. Wait, that's coming up. Crest, I was say, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> sun is going down. Anti-crest. Anti-cresting. The moon. That the moon is cresting. The moon is cresting. Okay. The sun She's is crowning. disappearing. The, the moon is crowning out of the uterus of the night, and she's like, "Uh oh, fuck. This is a little scary because Estelle told me never to pray to the gods." night the answer at night but what happens bitch (laughs) a god of the night answers and he takes the shape of her sexy man he's like hey bitch recent knockoff here yes he's like darkness pools around me i have shadows yeah, I was like, Reese, is that you? And I know, I was like, Asriel, like, no. hello. I know, I was. <laughs> yeah, it's like Asriel, but like, if you never found love, like ever. Evil <laughs> boy, Asriel. That's what As does in his spare time. He's actually an evil god yes. um, I just... in the mortal world. <laughs> Man, I totally saw the evil 
guy in this as like such an e-boy so hot <gasps> me too oh my god <laughs> like maybe he's, he's got like one like dangly earring ah oh fuck. my god yeah so yeah hot. and he's always so dressed so fine yeah every the most stylish he's anyway, got such okay. curly hair so he's like hey baby what's up he's like leaning against the tree he's like what's up girl and she's like i just need fucking freedom ah! <laughs> and he's like be specific bitch you're making a deal with the devil and she's like i just is it obvious? I just want fucking freedom. I never <laughs> want to fucking belong to anyone. And he's like, okay, for how long? You're like, no deal, bitch. Like, you're not being specific enough. You don't really know what you want. And she's like, I do know what I want. And he's like, no, I deal with, like, souls, so I need a timeline, okay? I need to know when I can have your soul. She's like, you can fucking have my soul when I'm done with it, when I don't want it no more. And he's like, interesting. Okay, bitch. <laughs> and he takes uh, her papa's ring and it like fucking disintegrates. And then he like makes out with her and like blood bites her lips, lip. bites her lip and seals the deal. And she's like, okay, cool. Now what? Uh, I don't know what the fuck is happening. So she goes back home and she's like, hey guys, sorry about that. That was awkward, but I really, I can't marry that dude. And they're like, get the fuck out of our house you <laughs> random person who are you what are you doing in here and she's like perdon she's like i live excuse here me, mom? <laughs> what do i live mean? here mom mademoiselle what the fuck Papa. what do you mean i'm your daughter and she's like i don't have a fucking daughter <laughs> and she's like what and her dad's like yeah dude get the fuck out of here you psycho rando stranger and she's like dad excuse me what they don't remember her and so she goes uh to estelle's house and she's like estelle this is a really shitty thing that happened to me and estelle's like you're a spirit <laughs> she's like no i'm fucking not a spirit i know and she lists off all these things that like estelle would only know and estelle's like you're a clever spirit and so estelle <laughs> goes back inside but then she just is left out there she never comes back out to help Addie and so Addie knocks again and Estelle opens and she's like who are you and Addie realizes that not only does no one remember her from her past but the moment that they are out of her sight they forget her period forever again they forget her again mm -hmm. no one can retain the memory of Addie LaRue hence her invisible life and uh so that's that's what this book is what that's what's popping that's what's popping Addie lives for yeah. 300 years until she meets another gentleman who fucking remembers her and um that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> yeah since this book is so new it did just come out this year i think it is best if we we waited and we could if like a sequel comes out then we could do another like review or something but yeah I this agree. is a pretty fresh book so maybe we should give people some time Ugh, i agree but shall we talk about shall we discuss our feelings absolutely i think i have i think some of my notes are going to be the same as your notes just okay um but uh let's see do you want to go first let's do it here comes a spoiler, so don't be mad, we've warned ya. You've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, 
Yeah, okay, my first question. She was like the first dude that we kind of like meet in modern New York in like today's New York is like I don't know, his name's like Mark or some shit. I don't remember what Toby. 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 He's a musician. Musician, cutie little musician Toby. Now Addie, when she like she'll meet someone in the evening or in the day, spend the whole day with them, maybe sex them up at night, and then in the morning they don't remember who she is. So they always think like either they had a crazy drunk night or um, she was like a prostitute, and they're like, oh, this is embarrassing. Um, and Addie, if she likes someone, she'll just like repeat the next day. She or or they'll stay with her. They'll be like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot you last night but you're really cute. We vibe. Let's spend another day Mm -hmm. together. And they'll just do this on repeat. She kind of just like 50 first dates people over and over again. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So my question is... But everyone is is Drew Barrymore. (laughs) Exactly. But my question is, um, is no one shitting? Is no (gasps) one going on a potty break? Same! Same! I was like, what What do you do when he has to shit? Do you go in there and hold his hand? Like, how do you get him to not forget you while he's pooping? Like, if you go to a restaurant and he's like, oh, excuse me, I this this oyster was a bit too much for me, I'll BRB, and then is she just like, fuck! You know? Yeah, exactly. Or, like, if she has to pee, right? She's like, okay, come with me, because you can't go alone, because the second you leave them, they forget who you are. And then they're like, what the fuck are you doing in my apartment, you crazy random weirdo, right? When you come back from peeing. Like, oh my god. I thought the same thing, Fallon. So I really, I, that, that's like my biggest critique of the book because I feel like the premise does not hold up at all if you factor <laughs> that in. If you factor in human waste, like human needs <laughs> in that sense. If you factor in the shit. If you factor it, in the shit and the piss. We just don't have a... Uh, clear clear rules right we need to have our our rules need to to be um the same they need to be consistent we need consistency yes and like (laughs) and they were consistent Mm -hmm. but like no one is ever explained to go pee like the only person who like leaves to go like shower or whatever is um uh fucking oh my god what's his name the dude end game dude um henry Henry, yeah. Henry's the only guy yeah. that, like, but, but he remembers, he remembers her. Her. Well, and then exactly. also, like, one of the friends at the dinner party leaves to go to the bathroom, and she's like, oh, fuck, this is it. My ruse is going to be exposed. Exactly. And then she comes back, and the girl, like, clearly doesn't remember her, but doesn't say anything, because it would be, like, really awkward to be like, who are you? Like, in front of all of your friends who you do know, and you've already yeah. been sitting with them for so long, like... That would be weird. Exactly. So. And so, like, it proves that that is an issue, that going to the bathroom severs their <laughs> connection. So, it, and, like, when she talks about Toby, she's like, we've been doing this for a month. And I'm like, bitch, really? Because, like, what the fuck happens when, like, Toby's like, I got a shit. Hold on. Sorry. BRB, <laughs> baby. And she's like, fuck. She's and then, like, try again she tomorrow. Just, <laughs> does she just seduce him again? And it's like, hey, I know that we just met. And this is, like, a really weird time for you. But, like, you just shit. You feel good. Let's hang out. <laughs> like, I don't... I... I... Help. You know? Like, VE could have expanded the terms and been a little more generous with, like, <laughs> Addie's... I don't know. The, the, the rules of her curse. But they were tight. They were unforgiving. And so it does not add up 
It does not add up. B, please explain. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. I, I had that same note. Yeah, that's like my, my number one note. I have like a second <laughs> kind of more minor one, but that was like my number one motherfucker. I so. have my first note that I took was about the quality of the writing, so I've already given that note. Um, yeah. I also had just a quote that I really, really liked. Uh, it's on my page 33, which is probably like page 81 for you. <laughs> I can't Let's this. test that theory. Let's see. Okay, what is it? <laughs> page 33. Uh-huh. I don't know what the quote is. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't see it? Um, <laughs> she will grow out of it, her parents say, but instead... <laughs> Adeline feels herself growing in, holding tighter to the stubborn hope of something more. And I wrote, same, Addie, <laughs> same. <laughs> it's like how I feel about like fantasy time and magic and the fae. Like, it, you know, people are like, oh, like what a funny hobby that you have. Like, it's not a hobby. <laughs> it's <laughs> real. Hobby, it's <laughs> you bitch. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, that was that's... a good quote. That's a beautiful one. There was I, I lost the page. I don't know why I gave up because I didn't think <laughs> there would be a reason to um, read it. But there was another one where I, it wasn't a particularly like I don't know, like deep section, but it was just like beautifully writ, beautifully writ. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, again, just gorgeous writing in this book. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other notes that you had? Um, so I may have fucking lost my page again. Nope, I found it. Um, so it's me. I'm reading. So you know I'm gonna be judging whenever you bring a character of color into the mix. <laughs> And um, that didn't stop me this time, and it won't ever stop me in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter how good the writing was, the writing was so good. It's a beautiful story. And I think most people reading it would be like, why, Fallon? What's wrong with the, what's wrong with the black characters? I don't see any beef. First off, there's one of them. <laughs> There's one and a half. I'm gonna say yeah. the other is a half. Absolutely, because he's, half. he's a bartender and he doesn't. And he doesn't talk. And he he just like gives them a, a, an extra shot. Oh, I guess like, he talks. Hey. He's like, oh no, he doesn't. He just pats himself. It's on me. Yeah, so he does talk. He said, yeah, but he doesn't have a name. So, um, I am going to break down this thing because I think it, it. I when I explained it to Casper, he was like, why is that? I don't know. I don't. He. He didn't get it until like I explained to him what mm -hmm. my beef was. So I just to let you know real quick, I have notes on this exact thing, so I'm really interested to hear what you have to say because I I want to see if if yes, keep please cool. keep going. Cool. Okay, so it's all it's about the introductions. Yes. For this one, it's about the introduction. So here's the paragraph. There is a checkout counter by the door, but it is empty, and she wanders unmolested through the aisles picking her way along the well-loved shelves. Beautiful sentence. Mm -hmm. The bookshop seems fairly empty, save for an older white man studying a row of thrillers, a gorgeous black girl sitting cross-legged sitting cross -legged in a leather chair at the end of the row, silver shining on her fingers and in her ears, a giant art book open in her lap. 
Now you're like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. White man, black girl. However, this is the first time that anyone in this book has been described as white. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because you're bringing in a black character. Mm -hmm. So that tells me either the author or the editor saw that a black character was being introduced. They saw that discrepancy and they're like, oh, okay, well we need, we need to make the distinction that someone else is white so it doesn't seem like we're being racist or mm -hmm. tasteless. But I caught that. I see you. I see through you. Mm -hmm. Also, it was really hard to ignore because A, they're in the same goddamn sentence. There's no break. Mm -hmm. Older white man and gorgeous black girl. And in my copy, I don't know if it's the same as yours. Oh, yeah, it is. Black is, black is capitalized. capitalized. It's capitalized. What yes. the fuck? Exactly. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Exactly. That is, that is the biggest <laughs> note that I have. I underlined it. I quote, gorgeous, gorgeous black girl with the capital B underlined. And I, I literally wrote, I was like, this is not the proper way to introduce this character. And like, no. I, I said, I can guess what V.E. Schwab is trying to do. And maybe, maybe she's trying to like give credit or like show respect by capitalizing the B in the word black, but you wouldn't do this for a white character. And she doesn't. So no, 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 no. I, it, so yeah, that, white, I didn't it, like that either. That I was like, okay, like. I saw a gorgeous black girl and I immediately saw that was the first thing. Mm -hmm. Like when I saw older white man, I was like, huh? And then I saw black capital B black yeah. girl. And I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh, I see. Exactly. And, and so that was like, girl, if you don't know what you're doing, ask for help. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you don't know, if you want, if you need this character to, character to be black. If you need her to be a black art hoe, and I say art hoe because the art hoe collective is like a well-known, like, like queer, black, indigenous person of color. Like that is a, like art hoe is a term and black art hoe is a niche. And if that is the vibe that I'm getting from Beatrice, which is the name of this character, mm -hmm. um, I get it. But if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, then you need to ask for some help. You need to go and talk to someone who is like in that realm. Don't just ask a random black person because that's worse. But like, go get some consulting. Have your editor or like your agent or someone hook you up with that shit. Or maybe because, like, like, yeah, it's embarrassing. Can you can you see if you can reach out to other writers who are people of color and ask them? Like, would do you think that that would be okay because they're also I authors? Think so. I, I think so. Like, hey, listen, I feel a little like nervous about this. Like, I how what like what's the best way to introduce a black character? Like, yeah, and and like, I discuss. think you know the answer is like in the way that you would introduce any other character. Like mm -hmm. all of the characters, even the villains in the story, are so lovingly and just like generously introduced yes. and described. And this was such a, this is the most lazy goddamn sentence in the whole fucking She book. doesn't introduce Addie with, Addie LaRue was a white girl living in France. Like, she doesn't a say that. A beautiful French white girl. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, God. I, yeah. I knew that that would make you mad, because that made me really mad, too. Yeah. So, I, it, I, yeah, yeah. So, like, well, let me see if I also, can find, um, go ahead. Can I, can I just say that when she does yeah. introduce the bartender, this is the quote. The bartender, a slender black guy with silver dusting his eyes, and she doesn't capitalize B in his black. No! I know. It was the weirdest, like, editing error yes. I've ever fucking seen. 
it was so weird and I was just like I it put a bad taste in my mouth because I it was like she showed her weakness mm-hmm. she showed her ass and it was a racial thing yeah it's like it's like unavoidable I, I felt like a, an investigator and I was like I've got you now bitch <laughs> like I I felt bad but at the same time it was no, like man you shouldn't feel and, bad like she she wrote the story she should She's very, very intelligent. We know this yes. because we've read the book, and the book has beautiful writing. We know that she is well-read and that she's an intelligent person. She yes. has the capability to think, like, hmm, this is a new character that I'm introducing, and I want to put a capital B black. Like, why am I doing this when I'm not doing this for the other characters? And her editor, you're right, her editor should have known better, too. Like, this, there are mm-hmm. several levels that this, like, went through. This, like, s- sentence and the introduction of this character, probably multiple people read it and looked it over and checked off, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, no. Yeah. How yeah, do you yeah, miss exactly. that? Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yeah. So uh, pretty fucking embarrassing yeah. and definitely a, in a stain on my reading experience. And I mean, yeah. like, that capital B is immortalized in, <laughs> in fiction, okay? That <laughs> capital B, like, I am going to use that now. Like, it, like how, how was it? It was capital B black, okay? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, oh, girl, I'm so well, I'm also, sorry, but also, fuck. The, the term she says wild curls wild curls like yeah i feel like that is also mm, yeah kind of teetering there like i uh, yeah i there's a whole bunch of uh, of things and like if you're going to have especially it's one character that's it there's just one it's her Mm -hmm. and she is so like kind of disgracefully um Described not in that like not her her description like the contents of it her that character is not scandalous but the kind of almost haphazard clumsy it was a clumsy way to introduce a character yeah. especially your only black character that fucking matters yeah um, and my favorite my second favorite part was Beatrice's first line in the book is Henry calls the pretty black capital B girl from the doorway. That is how she is reintroduced is in the you know the third page after she is introduced. Not the girl from uh, before. No. no. Not the girl, not the girl with the art book. Not the not, girl with the silver jewelry. No. Not not the the girl who from the the cushy chair. No, like not it was the Henry calls the pretty black girl from the doorway. Should I call the cops? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. The art hoe's gonna ask if we should call the cops? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> a black woman in New York is gonna ask if they should call the NYPD? <laughs> Are you fucking me right An now? An educated, art-loving black woman. That she's gonna call? A master's student? <laughs> like a graduate student? <laughs> It's going to be like, you know what we should do right now about this white woman over here? We should call the cops. She's right? Like, That's what you want, Henry. Correct? What? She's like, Henry, I've got the MAGA supporters on speed dial. You want me to give him a call? You want me to, to shoot him a jingle? Should I, Henry? God Oh, damn. my God. I cannot. Yeah. Dude. I agree. I cannot. <laughs> so that 
That was my biggest. But besides the shitting, every time that shit. And you, you described it best. I can't. I'm not gonna find the page. But you were the the bartender is the second. Yes. Like, they go to this club, this cool underground club. Um, and uh, the bartender, she was like, this tall black guy <laughs> yeah a slender black guy with silver dusting his eyes no one is ever described as a guy in this book no that is like the only like like <laughs> some guy it's like a toss it's just that word is tossed out just that oh that black guy over there which is so <laughs> out of character for the eloquent writing yeah that encompasses this book what the fuck is going on dude and he doesn't he doesn't you're right he doesn't even speak it's too loud in the club so he just like hand gestures like oh hey here's a free shot don't tip me have fun like oh my god oh i yeah yep yep so maybe um while this book was wonderful the ishwab maybe uh take some time to review your introductions of characters that are people of color and and do some research and and do better next time <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna second that uh v. Yeah. like this book really was so gorgeous yeah. and i think that's why these mistakes became so <laughs> glaring like yeah. it was good enough to nitpick but god even sarah isn't that fucking no <laughs> reckless with it's, that like, shit. it's like v.e schwab i know you're capable of introducing characters in the most gorgeous like beautiful, beautiful. eloquent eloquent way like so can you also try that with your people of color characters like can you maybe just take do the effort you know put it put in the work can you do like, that like she wasn't like oh robbie this fucking <laughs> queer you know like she wasn't like no, she introduces she like, Robbie. He's like got golden paint on his cheeks, and he's yes, got this curly, like reddish hair. And he, you know, he, she, he, you know, gives him lots of descriptors. He's not that one ginger kid who does theater. Like, come on. <laughs> I will say, I I did uh, appreciate V. Schwab's inclusion of um, characters that are people who are like LGBTQ plus. Um, yeah, that was really nice and also refreshing because um, some I feel like pe- fantasy books, young adult fantasy books, are getting a lot better at this. But like, uh, it hasn't always been that way. So it's really nice to see um, like queer characters in books. I agree, which was so like strange. Not that she included it, but like how that also felt effortless. Yeah. Like, she was like, I don't remember the quote, but it was like, you know, this is not the first time Henry has fallen in love with a man. Or, like, you know, she was, like, holding him, Henry could was reminded of how he could have fallen in love. Yeah. And, and it's it, like... It wasn't it's so, like... It wasn't like, now Henry was reminded that Of he's how gay. he's gay. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. So, like, we know that she has the capability... To of being elegant yes. with these types of topics. So and, I don't know why Capital B Black came up. <laughs> capital B Black. My <laughs> God. Oh, God. I cannot believe it either. Capital B Black. Dude. Oh. Uh, Man. 
I'm so glad that you got that too. <laughs> How can I not? Is, it's capital you can't B, not, dude. You can't not capital B. Like what? It what? And like white wasn't capitalized. Mm-mm. It's in the same sentence in the mm-hmm. same context. And then like Beatrice is the only one who's described as capital B black. Yeah. And then. Like, the other, the black guy is, like, not, but I don't, it just was so confusing and disrespectful. It is and really disrespectful. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Man. <laughs> I'm just Fuck. looking, I'm just looking at this page again, and I'm just shaking my head, because it really sticks out, like, it's in a sen- it's in a paragraph, and... It is the only capital B in the paragraph. Like, it's glaring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Man. black girl. And I was yes. just like, damn, yo. Damn. And she's like, she's like, no, it's okay. I'm, she's gorgeous. A gorgeous black girl. <laughs> I know. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Did, like, like, Addie is never described as gorgeous. No. Addie, not once, but Addie has inspired the like artistic urges of like of artisans over centuries so you know Addie's gorgeous Mm -hmm. but without it explicitly being stated like there's romance in the way that Addie's described like all of these characters save for Beatrice and I'd say Robbie too are described but like Luke Addie Henry and all of Addie's like lovers are described as if like the writer is in love with them too. Yeah. Like they are so generous. It's so romantic. It's beautiful it, yeah. romantic writing. They're, but then, like, you slap in <laughs> the, the jealous gay boy and the gorgeous capital B black girl, <laughs> and you're just like, nah. <laughs> Man. Fuck. Man. Yeah. So, um, that, those are. Yeah, those are my two notes. Um, but I don't really have much else to say. Yeah. Um, Paris, please, I, please deliver me. <laughs> deliver me I have, to the next topic. I have one more note um, that I'd like to talk about. Yeah. It's a positive one. <laughs> so we have a change of pace. Excellent, yes. Um, this is the quote. They do not fit together perfectly. And then it goes on Aww. to say... But this is better, because he is real, and kind, and human, and he remembers. And I wrote, thank you, V.E. Schwab, for normalizing imperfect sex. Um, thank you for not making their, like, coming together this incredible, like, mind-blowing, mind-fucking thing. Like, I, they, I mean, I'm sure their sex is wonderful, and it's very delicate and romantic. But, like, they are human and they're like bumping into each other and it's not like this perfect picturesque sex that they have which I really appreciated because we've talked about this before like sex isn't perfect sex isn't what you always see in the movies it's not what you see on you know tv shows it's not what you read in fantasy romance books all of the time there is very like human things about sex and it's nice to see them represented in a fantasy romance book like this Yes, I totally agree, and I'm really glad that you brought that up, because I, yeah, I really appreciated that. And, like, mind-blowing sex also will not save you from yourself. <laughs> you know, like, like the I, I think 
what was so refreshing about this book was it she didn't get to hang on in the end. Yeah. She still had to keep going, and she was still left with, like, in, in a sense, herself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, Luke was the... It, it was like kind of symbolic like you could sell your soul for all of these like delicious juicy things like he wanted to be with her like he wanted to like obsess and adore and like and own her and in exchange she would get like belonging and like all of these things but he you're still left with yourself mm-hmm. and I, I think that was like I don't know I had a session with my therapist yesterday and she's like, hmm, all of these things that you always talk about. Because I was like, listen, I am obsessing over these things about X, Y, and Z. And um, I'm really stressed about it. And, like, I am I am to the point where I'm at my fucking wit's end. And she's like, yeah, those all sound like distractions for you not being able to address how, like, insecure and lost you are in your life. And I was like, damn, Rachel, chill the fuck out. <laughs> Come out. Uh, you don't got to read me like that shit. No, but I needed it. I wanted it. Yeah. I, I was really appreciative of appreciative yeah. of that. And, um, uh, like, you, you are left, like, with you. Mm-hmm. You, like, your sense of self is, is something that, like no one can fix that for you and so like kind of taking the the end game of sex and romance out of it and Addie was like I am enjoying these things while they last because I have no fucking other choice and then in the end like she let it go Mm -hmm. she had to and it was like but she still enjoyed it and she was like it is worth it to enjoy these things and then to let them go and just like accepting loss and inevitability and Man. death and like almost having appreciation for them. Don't I need that was more like, of that right now? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, I don't have it so bad. Like I, you know, people fucking remember me when they go take a shit. So, like, <laughs> you know, you remember me when you're shitting. <laughs> so I do. I, I always send you memes when I'm shitting. I know. <laughs> That's like pretty much if if you listen to this podcast and you're receiving memes from me, I'm sending them to you from the toilet. Yeah, that's the only time she has. (laughs) It's just shit memes is what you're getting. Shit memes. Uh, Fuck. I remember I found the um, quote that I wanted to. Oh, yes. Brady, could you please keep your coughing down? Excuse me. I can hear you hacking over there. Thank you. He doesn't have coronavirus. Is Brady doing it too? Yeah. It was was Casper just coughing? No, that was me. Though. Oh. <laughs> well, you both were coughing at the same time. Oh, he does not have coronavirus, just to clarify. He was just probably choking on his own spit. I don't either. That's what I do too. <clears throat> As we discussed before, my juicy, juicy Juicy trachea mouth. that you've got. <laughs> I've also been like shutting down my trachea by laughing so hard over <laughs> capital B black um <laughs> capital B Jesus black beautiful Christ. Beatrice you know <laughs> Beatrice the capital B beautiful capital B black oh my god <sighs> fuck um but this page is uh it is chapter what is that that's 18 uh the beginning of chapter 18 and it's uh he thinks the guy's name is Mark but it was hard to hear over all the noise. It could be Max or Malcolm. Henry doesn't know, and he wants to say this is the first person he's kissed tonight, 
even the first guy. But the truth is, he isn't sure about either. Isn't sure how many drinks he's had, or if the taste melting on his tongue right now is sugar, or something else. Henry has been drinking too much, too fast, trying to wash away, and there are too many people in the castle. And then it like goes on, but he describes this person, the, this person's name, as Mark slash Max slash Malcolm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really clever. That it was like, he doesn't know. His name's fucking Mark slash Malcolm slash Max. I don't know. Like, even though it's in third person, I mm-hmm. liked that when it's profiling a different character, you still feel, you still As feel very in that character. Yeah. 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 It's so That's, effortless. Like, mm-hmm. this writing is so fucking good. Like, it's mm-hmm. so efficient and articulate. And just like so fucking good. So I don't understand. I don't understand how you can have this glaring scab of a description when it comes to black people. It is such a scab. It's just a, a sore. It's a sore. It's an yeah, indiscrepancy. It's like somebody else wrote that goddamn paragraph. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> again, again, how many people read that and signed off and they're like, yeah, that's okay. That's good. Like, Get yeah. your fucking shit together, people. My God, are you kidding? This book comes out in 2020. In the climate that we're living in in 2020, you can't figure out that you shouldn't put capital B, gorgeous capital B, black girl. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> just, it, it, it's it's just lazy at that point. <sighs> yeah. Makes me really mad. Yeah. But I just, yeah, it, it was a really good book. It was a really good book. Was it was. Like, it was a good book. It was a good book with an unforgivable sin in it. I don't know what to make of that. I've never seen that before in my life. Usually it's just like consistent writing and it's either, you know, you know, a scale from one to ten. It's it is that consistently throughout. Yeah. And this was like I think so weird. They're probably trying to like maybe trying to be respectful. Like oh, this, you know, we're introducing this character this way, we'll be very respectful and we'll capitalize the B like you would capitalize someone's name that you respect. Like, but at the same time, it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? But it, but what the fuck? White, but white wasn't capitalized. Yeah, exactly. And In then, the same sentence, white is not capitalized. So right. we, it just, it just st- sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that my, my guess, my vibe, my sole read on this is that, the author and or the editor, because there's no way to tell. But when this was decided, it was like, it. there was so much caution that went into it. You know when you try so hard to prevent something that you make it worse? <laughs> yes. Um, that's how I feel. That's what I'm yeah. guessing happened. Like, this was a very Euro, literally Eurocentric book. Mm-hmm. And when you're in, you know, a metropolitan, like, you know, the, the fucking melting pot of America, you're going to be in New York. You have to have people of color because, like, mm-hmm. that is, like, they exist there a lot. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, I think it, they're, they were trying to be so delicate that it turned into the, a, a giant clusterfuck. Like, just, mm-hmm. it, tr- it became incredibly messy. Like, when you're trying to be gentle carrying something, but then you don't notice, then you trip, and you mm-hmm. destroy the thing that you're trying to be careful with. <laughs> That's my yeah. only explanation that I can think I of. I think you're probably right. I think they probably spent a lot of time on it. 
and, and then they're, they're like, just okay, like how fuck are we it. gonna make this black yeah. girl capital b i don't know what the fuck is happening yeah yeah let's not let's not consult anyone else let's just make this decision between us white people because we and, can't ask questions we cannot mm-hmm. be seen as weak and we cannot people can't <laughs> we think we're racist be because seen, we're gonna ask cannot be seen as weak <laughs> we are strong <laughs> we are strong <laughs> fucking idiots just god damn it like Get some fucking humility and ask for help when you need it. <laughs> I don't know. Or else you end up looking like a fool. I don't know. And like, <clears throat> if you're listening to this and you're like, what is the big fucking deal? <laughs> like, then I don't know what to tell you, friend. Like, I think you need to do some research as well. Maybe because it's like, time this to do some introspection. It's a big yeah. deal. Like, like. Like, VE did not choose to have this published in 2020, I don't think. Um, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like, even though we had a racial, we're having, we're in the middle of a racial reckoning right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's still, like, you have a responsibility, like, just to, to evenly and equally, like, distribute the same kindness to all of your characters that you have, like, the ones preceding. You know, like, it. Yeah. it's not even, like, shitty writing. Like, if... What's the book that you were reading that Karen, like <laughs> Karen Marie Moaning's like, Dark Fever? If Karen is like, if Karen put in capital B black in her, oh, book, I'd be like, I get some, it, Karen. There's some horrible introduction of black characters in this book. It's oh. really, really bad. Yeah, I don't have the, the page. Um, <gasps> I w- I'll, it would take me a minute to find it, but it's not good. I would expect it. I would. I maybe would. I, but I yeah, would not be like, surprised. This this caliber of writing, okay. Like I, I yeah, sure. Like I, I get agree. I would expect it, but not in that book that we just read. Yeah, it's some of the most gorgeous writing I've ever seen. It's some of the most like generous character um, development that I've ever seen, and so it just doesn't make sense. I really am just confused, and. Um, now that I'm not mad at, at it anymore, I'm, I laugh. I laugh. Oh, weeping. Fallon. What? I just found it. <gasps> Did you? Yes, and this book has a capital B black too. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm What's not kidding. Going on with you people. What's wrong with you? This is this is the sentence. With his looks, some would call him Black Irish. What? Yep, that's the sentence. With um, his looks, some would call him Black Irish. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What does that even mean? I'm 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 reading I'm rereading the sentence right here. Let's okay. the paragraph. I'll give it a um, Fuck. It was an unspoken of Saudi ancestor that had bequeathed something fierce, dark, and ruthless to the O'Brannon line. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat that for me one more mm-hmm. time. It was an unspoken of Saudi ancestor that had bequeathed something fierce, dark, and ruthless to the O'Brannon line. A Saudi ancestor bequeathed something dark and ruthless? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? That is what, that's why I think this book is shit, Fallon. The writing Bro. is horrible, offensive, it's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> you know those Saudis? Those dark, Those dark and ruthless, <laughs> ruthless. <laughs> they bequeath Fucking it down the line. Bequeath? 
<laughs> like literally that sentence is saying your Middle Eastern bloodline is tainting this Irish Irish purity with yes. your violence. Literally. Yeah. Holy do shit. not do not fucking read Dark Fever by that Karen Marie Moaning. Use I it can't. as your fucking toilet paper. Stop buying toilet paper at the store There's during a shortage. the coronavirus. If you're out, buy this book instead. <laughs> and wipe your ass with it. Damn, dude. I feel bad for being Wait. so fucking savage. Like, like I wonder, you know, if these authors, like, were to ever read or if someone, you know, down the line were to hear and then, like, send it to the author and be like, listen, these bitches talk shit about your book or whatever. But it's like... Also, I think people enjoy our frankness. Um, <laughs> and also, like, I'm, I know in this one, I know in this one I'm not on the wrong side of history, okay? No. I know that capital B black is wrong. I know it in my heart. And I know that you cannot stereotype Saudis. <laughs> Saudi? Saudis? Saudi ancestors. Even, even, even just, like, the short Saudis. You know, like, like I don't know, those blacks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow I mean the full, the full sentence I'll read you the full sentence because I okay, was chopping it up before um, with his looks some would call him black Irish but it wasn't Spanish or men mel, I'm not sure how to say this M-E-L-U-N-G-E-O-N M-E-L-U-N M-E-L-U-N-G-E-O-N Mel- Melungian? Melungian? I'm, I'm I've never sure. heard that word in my yeah, whole But it wasn't like... Spanish or Melungian blood in his veins. I'm so sorry for butchering that word. It was an unspoken of an- Saudi ancestor that had bequeathed something fierce, dark, and ruthless to the O'Brannon line. Oh, is O'Brannon the villain? He is one of them. Yeah, there's a few. <gasps> oh my fucking God. So she's like... Most people saw him as black because he wasn't Spanish. Uh, Melungian was, um, oh, <laughs> the term Melungian was traditionally considered an insult. A, la- Jesus a label Christ. applied to A label applied to Appalachians who were by appearance or reputation of mixed race ancestry and not visibly black or Indian. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> what? The, oh, my fuck. That's like someone putting mulatto in a book that's like in fucking 2017 or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. It just like, like, it's, it's incredible, it's incredible that people read that kind of stuff and they don't have a problem with it. And they don't think twice about it. Like, holy fucking shit. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And that gets a four out of five on Goodreads? Yeah, that's nuts, dude. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nutty. That's fucking insane. Literally, like, (laughs) he looked black, but but he's not Hispanic. He's not not Spanish or, you know, he's not Appalachian. No, he's from the evil Saudi ancestry. He's from evil. It's the Saudis that he says. Jesus (laughs) Christ. And that is, that's the, I think... I haven't finished this book because it's such a fucking dumpster fire, but that is the first person of color introduced in the book as well. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Man, oh 
man, oh man. <laughs> That's some good shit right there. I had no idea. Don't really buy that cool. book. <laughs> do buy The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Um, yeah, dude. Do buy that book. It is it is entertaining and beautifully written, despite its one shit stain. Um, yeah. If you yeah, I mean all books gonna have a shit shit stain. Some are gonna be much smaller. Some are just gonna be like a skid mark. Just but a this smear. One, you know, is a glaring. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. This is this does feel like a skid mark for sure. Yeah. Like an ugly skid mark. You know, but like you're trying to be sexy and like you're taking off your panties for your boo, but then like you see like a swipe down the middle and you're like, uh oh, stinky. Like, oh, no. You know? So you turn the light off so they can't see. Yeah, exactly. And then it's fine. Then you continue on and you have a good time. And then That's you what don't, this book was like. You don't repeat the error later when you introduce the bartender. You just keep his no. black lowercase Well, feet. maybe you're getting eaten out and then there's like just like a hint of what what was before. And so your no. lover's reminded. You're reminded. Or maybe that, you know, someone's going to go down on you and you get a little nervous because you remember the skid mark. But uh. then it turns out okay. Uh. Because, like, you know, they, they don't go in on that. They don't cross the gooch, you know. <laughs> they stay north. So um, that's what it's like reading this book. But it's still a pleasurable sexual mm-hmm. experience. But, you know, there was a skid mark. And yeah. You are a little afraid that they're going to find some dookie in your butthole. <laughs> so, Fallon, out of five, what would you rate this novel? Oh, the Invisible man, Life of Addie LaRue get... by V.E. Schwab. I'm gonna give this bad boy a uh, 4.2. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think I would rate it like <clears throat> probably no more than a 4.5. I feel like 4.2 is very fair because, I, like, all that we've talked about is a gorgeous, gorgeous book. The writing is beautiful. It's a creative story. It was new, it was exciting. I really liked it. But you really can't just ignore that capital B. Yeah, the capital B was glaring, and like the first thing we mentioned, the piss and shit, dude. Yeah. Like, that bothered me the whole time. <laughs> I was like, okay, so when Toby turns around to go fucking get you tea, does he remember you just because you're in the room? Are you talking to him? What happens when Toby needs to shower or take a shit? I think or it's like- when they leave at the threshold. They, like, step over, a, they go through a door or something. Because when, when Henry runs after her the first time, she was like, oh, that was weird. The door must have been open, and he must have followed me out. Yeah. So it's when they yeah. leave, when they go into a different room. But still, like, what if she's in the bedroom and he goes to get her tea in the kitchen? Like, he's mm-hmm. going to forget what he was doing in the kitchen before he even gets there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the, those kinds of things. But honestly, like, the writing was so beautiful and it was just, like, a treat yeah. to see this, like, caliber of, like, yeah. it was like a poem. It mm-hmm. was like a beautiful, literal poem. Um, uh, so that... I, I forgive it and I enjoyed reading that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I give it a 4.2 because it just was like a, it was stellar and I enjoyed it. Um, but those shit stains, man. But <laughs> almost a solid point off for those shit stains. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and, and they came later enough in the book where I was invested, where it wasn't like Armand Trout, where like right away right I was like, bat. oh my God, who the fuck gives a fuck about Tawny? Who gives a fuck <laughs> about Tawny and Poppy and Hawk? Like, there's no nuance to this guy. These are not complex characters. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I agree. <sighs> yeah. Man. Okay. Well, what are we well, doing next? Oh, bro, I have no idea. Well, we're saving Earthsea for Christmas, yes? Yes, yes, for Christmas, winter break, yeah. I was thinking, 
if you wanted to, Pray tell. we could do our next episode uh, talking about Stardew Valley. <gasps> I would love that. That would give me an excuse to play it more. Oh, yes, let's yeah. do it. Let's talk about Stardew okay. Valley, the video game, which is so fun and cute. Yeah, Fade Keat, because you recommended it to me. I did. And I'm so curious as to, like, I want to know your experience with it and what your thoughts were when you first started and playing it now, because, like, I am deep in the shit, dude. I'm on year two. Oh, my God. Fall is around the corner. Like, I am grinding. Like, Casper will come in and he'll be like, you're mining again. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Wow. I just need one more dwarf scroll, bitch. I'm so, come at me. I'm so jealous. I have not had that much, like, play time. I really wish I had, because I really like that game. And when I first started yeah. playing it, I would, like, start at, like, 9 p.m. Like, we've had dinner. We've been sitting around. I'll start Stardew Valley, and then I'll, like, look at the time and it's 2 a.m. <laughs> like it just goes by so quickly because that game is so wonderful and soothing and yes. calming and it's it was like when I started playing it I was like just in a really dark time at Starbucks which sounds so fucking dramatic and like the most hilarious sentence you've ever heard. It's true, but it's though, true. dude. <laughs> like Starbucks is great except during a pandemic it's um the worst. So I was just very sad and I started playing Stardew Valley and it was like just a great escape so i'm so glad that you liked it too and i'm gonna start playing it more so we can talk about it i yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> i cannot wait um i'm really excited uh yeah i mean like i'm probably gonna play after we get off this call sweet um for sure i have to go <laughs> to sleep because yeah. i have to get up um at 4 30 tomorrow morning <laughs> for work Oh, I'm so sorry, my friend. <laughs> well, it's okay. We have we but, have unlimited coffee there, so I just like take a bunch of shots when I come in, and then I'm you know. Oh, that's really ready good for your to body. go. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Shots at uh, like five in the morning are so cool for your body. It feels so amazing to just be like wired at five a.m. It's the best. <laughs> well, I'm. Thank you for <laughs> trusting me and reading this book because yeah. um, I feel like my last few recommendations <laughs> have been fucking trash fires. This Just was a shit monkeys. Like <laughs> this is a man. beautiful recommendation. I love this book and I uh, I'm gonna buy it for Brady's mom for Christmas. So yes. I think she'll really enjoy it. She is a sixth grade teacher, yeah. so it's a little bit too mature for her to suggest to her sixth graders, but she loves fantasy romance as well. So I think she'll really enjoy this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely would recommend. Uh, I'd say eight out of ten would recommend yeah. this book. Um, the Secret Life, the sorry, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V. E. Schwab. S. C. H. W. A. B. Capital B. <laughs> Capital B. Black. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Oh yeah, yeah. I found a words, Paris. Um, I have to pee really bad. I have been floating okay. for about twenty minutes now, and it's about to spill out my ears. So I okay. need to go. <laughs> okay. Well, don't forget me while you're in there. Okay. Oh my God, who? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go pee, my friend. Okay, I will. All right. Bye. Bye. You fucking, fucking ginger. That's, I really shouldn't talk to myself that way. Gingers are fine.